Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Uh, this is our 17th episode, Andy. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't believe that we have gone past 10 episodes on this thing already. Uh, just It just seems like yesterday that I threw liquid sky in your face and went from there. It seems like yesterday that I was like, Roy, I don't see enough cult movies. I have a solution, and you're like, that's a great idea. Let me rot your brain from the inside out. How about that? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take this mission to destroy you. You've been, you're fine for 41 years. Let's make this happen, then. All because you were curious about Picnic and Hanging Rock. It was, and I'm glad I was. Not only because I've seen some amazing films in the process, but... Because Picnic and Hanger Rock was worth all of this pain. <laughs> yes, it was. That was still a damn good movie. If you haven't heard that episode yet, I'd highly recommend it and definitely check that film out. I've not heard it. Yes, you have. You were there recording it. You were there, producer Chris. <laughs> I realize with this show, it's very easy after you see a kangaroo eat knowledge fruit and then possibly kill a child to oh. just walk away from what you've seen mentally. But you were there. <laughs> oh, my favorite so far has been Dawkin and the kangaroo. Dawkin and the kangaroo. <laughs> By the way, I want to say this for the record. Um, it was my birthday prior to the recording of this. You know, not like three years ago prior, but re very recently. Yes. In between our last two, and Roy did post um, did post the uh, the beautiful, beautiful stare of a member of Kiss from uh, Phantom <laughs> of the Park in my face on Facebook for it, and I, I'll never a forgive him. And be, be, be any more happy than I was in that moment. So That movie is still the gift that keeps on giving. It really does. It really is. <laughs> it really It's going to be hard to top that for me in this, in this list. But I will say this. The movie that you just put in front of me has a shot. <laughs> yeah. It has a shot. Well, well, for starters, it's from Germany. And, um, and it's, 19, it's from 1997. Uh, the movie that we're going to be looking at, the German title of this movie, I mean, this this German film, this title is pure German. It's Primutos der Gefallen again. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very beautiful language. Yes. <laughs> so With, romantic. Screw yeah. the Spanish. Screw Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Which translated is Primutos the Fallen Angel. I think that German is the bromance language. <laughs> um, so this film uh, was released in 1997. It is it, To call it a splatterhouse film is an understatement. Uh, I did not know of this movie's existence until recently. The, the, the Alamo Draft Houses nationwide have this series called Video Vortex, where they look for films that have really not made the leap from VHS or have not made a, a, a DVD release in America or anything like that and present it okay. to us. And this was presented. And I just remember just being slack-jawed and flabbergasted at this whole thing. Uh, this was part of a presentation that was called uh, Neon Ooze. Um, okay. <laughs> so, 
Okay. Um, and and, and it, it's perfect because this film has so many Dario Argento colors and goo throughout the whole thing that it, it fit the theme. And immediately afterwards, I walked up to the host and I'm like, okay, I need the name of this title because I need to do this on <laughs> this show. On podcast. Yes. Right. Um, Primutos, Lord of the Living Dead. It, um, it was released briefly in 2002 on DVD here at a, for, for, with a group called Shakarama Cinema. Um, the best way to describe this movie God, I don't even know if I can do it seriously. Uh, uh, is it turns out that prior to Lucifer, there was a angel that fell to Earth named Premutos, and when he fell to Earth, his goal was to rule the world. Um, was this before or after Lucifer? This is before Lucifer. Sure, it is. Yeah. Keep going. It's fine. <laughs> I'm after Lucifer. <laughs> um, so his goal is to rule the world over the living and over the dead and that his son should pave the way for him. And his son has made appearances throughout history and we cut to modern day. And through um, wacky circumstances, um, manages to start resurrecting the spirit of Primutos for him to be able to continue his quest. So, uh, yeah, because in the trailer, it jumps from modern what was modern day, which you sent me, the trailer has 1997, yes. but, and maybe it's just Germany, but I'm pretty sure I saw some Dotsons in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's 1997, uh, but it keeps jumping back to, like, the Crusades yeah. and all this. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm here for this. Is Christopher Lambert in this? <laughs> well, it, it should be noted that this film was filmed on what appears to be a Super 8 camcorder. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. Yeah. I love it, but it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not filmed on, like, celluloid or anything. He's sitting there with a beta cam and filming this thing. Um, I did not think it was, at least for me, I don't, I'm curious to see how you feel after watching it. I did not think it was possible to find a movie more gooier and gorier than, uh, depending on what country you're in, Brain Dead or Dead Alive. This film, I think, rivals it in the, in the realm of over-the-top gooiness um it may even um out top uh the kindred when it comes to sinuity uh type of levels <laughs> is it ropey <laughs> it's it, it, it is it's it's gory ropey i guess is a good way to describe it you okay mentioned, you mentioned the word sinewy you mean like a madonna concert no not that type of sinewy it's <laughs> Um, the film it's is directed more sinewy than Madonna's neck currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, honey, close them up. We smelled it all. <laughs> uh, the film is directed by an Olaf Ittenbach. Olaf Ittenbach. Yes, he and... is Permutos in real life. This is just. <laughs> A real accurate portrayal of Permutos in his estimation. It's a biography. <laughs> At the end of the day, he was born in Furstenbergbruck, Germany. 
that's not a real place. That's a lie. <laughs> Before making his first movie, Black Past, in 1989, he actually worked as a dental technician. <laughs> um, so he saw, he saw some shit, is what you're saying. Yes, he like, did. He's coming to this movie like, I've seen some things, and I want to make movies with the things that I've seen. Well, I mean, he's not only made movies himself, but he's also a makeup artist. In fact, his biggest... <laughs> Uh, I put italicis around the word. His biggest claim to fame was that he was the special effects artist for the Yui Bowl directed Blood Rain adaptation. Listen. Listen. <laughs> no one. This is my birthday weekend. No one is allowed to disparage the name of Yui Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the man is a gift. <laughs> so yeah he did the effects for blood rain um and um that film bombed horribly like anything else huey bull has directed but has brought on to, has, has went on to bring some of the some of the most what the fuck movies into our lives as well um and you can kind of see the seeds of him teaming up with the likes of huey bull in this film but at the same time uh, you could also see that um, he likes gore. He really, really likes gore. And has went out to create the goriest comedy horror film that he could think of. And so wh where does this fall on like the scale of... Because you said it was pretty gory. Now, is it... Is it... Because he was, he, you said he was a special effects artist, but you yeah. also said that he was filming this thing like on a... Like on a uh, like on a high eight camera yeah. that he had in his closet, and you and you can tell that I don't know necessarily these actors are professional actors, um, but I saw some of the acting in the trailer, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, oh, I will say I will say this real quick about the acting. It's about to go to a new level of what the fuckery when you hear the English dub. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> where where does it sit like on the cemetery man scale oh this is bigger than cemetery man on the gore scale it really is but um, is it more believable gore no do you know what i mean no, or is it's it just not. like so over the top and weird it's that, and bad it's, it's not so outrageously over the top with some of the gore that you just i mean it's 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 oozing all over the place but you see some of the makeup shots and you just are shaking your head like oh God, that was a decision. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's like ridiculous at like the evil speak level. Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay. okay imagine, yeah. imagine evil speak on steroids. All right. All right. All yeah. right. That's the gore level in this thing. And the thing is, is that I, I from what I understand, it's supposed to be an intentional comedy. So no, I, I, so nice. I don't know what the, original dialogue in German translates to because the only version that we have is the English dub. But the English dub version that we have, the voices so do not match the characters whatsoever that it just heightens the comedy of this film. I, our, our, our main character in this film, who um, he looks like he would have almost like, I, I guess you could describe almost like a John Cusack-ish like voice. Like in 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 the in the dub, yeah, in the dub, okay. you would think that that would be his type of voice. 
But then he opens up his mouth and you hear him go, Oh my god, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so so it's the reverse of the original Mad Max. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, you, you sit there and you're expecting, um, you know, your average, everyday, normal type of a voice to come out of this man's mouth. But <laughs> instead, we get Eddie Deason on helium. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's the best way to describe his voice. And, so, and his father, oh my god, the, the, the father is like proud, gung-ho, former German soldier, as you could tell by the, as you saw in the trailer, the brief appearance by the Sherman tank, which really comes into play in this movie. Um, does it? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Sherman tank comes into play in this movie is a sentence that we haven't even said yet. <laughs> yes, uh, the Sherman tank definitely does in this film. I mean, it's like, it's like, there's uh, a, it's like, it's like, it's one of those things where it literally is a kitchen sink movie. It really is. Nice. And, um, I'm going to post the movie. Uh, I mean, the post is the, the, the movie is posted through, our Facebook thread and our Twitter thread as well. It is available for free on uh, YouTube. So if you want to watch it, which I highly recommend, um, it will be available there. So definitely you, you may want to watch the film before listening to the second half of this episode. Or if you want to hear um, Andrew lose his mind in the second half before deciding to see if you want to watch it or not, then by all means, go for it. Um I don't know if playing the trailer in between those is going to work because yeah, it's I I don't know maybe I'll just play some stereotypical German music or something. I don't just know. play some just play something you would wear lighter hosen during. like something I would hear if I go to a like something I would hear if I go to a restaurant in New Braunfels, Texas, or something. I'm just throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, uh, so what else do we? Is there anything else? What about the cast? Is there anybody that stands out, or no? Or is it just a bunch of no names? It's a bunch of no names. But I, I, I would say, if there's any characters to keep an eye out on in this movie, it is definitely the father. Um, the, the, the father, the actor playing the father, and the guy doing the voiceover of the father. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> They 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 sell it. They they absolutely sell it. So definitely, I would say that's that's the one to watch. But yeah, it is a cast of nobodies. I mean, I don't I don't I've not seen anybody really go on to do anything else after Premutos. Let me take a look here real quick. I may just bring up the IMDb. Uh, well, I looked and there were uh, uh, there were German, but I didn't recognize any of the names. You know. Yeah. I mean, Nothing stood out as as somebody that I would have recognized, you know. Yeah, I I mean I I don't recognize any of these names, and I'm I'm taking a look to see what else they've done, and um, no, it's all been um, looks like stuff with this same director. Oh good, oh, good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, nothing nothing no, nothing breaking out beyond the do it yourself horror that we're about ready to experience with this thing here. Oh, man. 
That's great. You know, God bless him. God bless him for the do-it-yourself horror, to be honest. Like, like get out there and make art, people. You never know. We might end up talking about your movie on this show. Yeah, could happen. It could happen. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> so are you ready to dive into this splatter fest? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's go for it. So I, I would say get yourself some um, so, so ni- a nice heaping bowl of meatballs and tomato sauce. Okay, some and, LaCroix. Yeah, some LaCroix. <laughs> yes, sure. some LaCroix and maybe some lukewarm um, wiener schnitzel. Okay, and, milk? A yeah. nice jug of milk? A nice jug of milk. <laughs> yes. It's an epic. None, none, none of that is German. No, we're just talking about just to get your stomach in the right place. Oh, okay. Hey, I got a question. It's an epicac. Oh, good, yes. Epicac, (laughs) maybe some smelling salts. Um, I have a question about a past show that we did. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about Evil Speak for a second. Um, I don't want to bring too much politics into the show. But were we prescient when we covered Evil Speak because um, of all the talk of 30 to 50 wild Because <laughs> I will tell you, if, if you have a demonic computer and you are related to Ron Howard, it might be a real concern. You might need an assault rifle for that. <laughs> you know, if I ever meet Ron Howard in person, I'm going to ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> You should. Oh my god, that's excellent. <laughs> oh man, yeah, because who knows? They probably had 30 to 50 wild hogs. I'm sure that's that probably the ones they were talking about. <laughs> well, they came from hell, so yeah, probably. Yeah, the Hellboars, 30 to 50 of them, they got off the set. They've just been living in that church. Off of uh, whatever corn syrup and red food dye they had. And now they're after your kids. And now they're after your children. So <laughs> get an assault rifle because Rod Howard's boar army is coming after you. That is awesome. <laughs> On that note, let us go ahead and dive into the... the, 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 the Juicy, I guess is a good way to describe this movie. The juicy world of Premutos, the Fallen Angel.
So that happened. I did it. Did it. <laughs> did it, Roy. <laughs> what happened? Tell me what happened. Um, I need you. I need you to tell me what happened. I don't. Think- I did not. I did not care for this. I did not care for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we can really describe what happened because the plot just meandered all over the place. So I went through, when I finished watching this film, I went, I, it, I used film lightly. When I, when I finished watching this high school <laughs> video project of a movie, I went and started reading what other people had written about it and nobody knows what this movie is about. <laughs> I, I guess the first thing we can talk about with the movie is the dubbing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so, Mike, I, I do have a question right off the top, right? Okay. Because this thing is billed all over the internet as a comedy horror movie. Is it a comedy horror movie, or was it a horror, a horror movie that was made into a comedy movie based on these stupid-ass overdubs? I am going to guess it was the Tommy Wiseau effect, where this was not meant to be a comedy, but it's seen by us as a comedy. And I think one of the main reasons why is because of the dubbing, because the dubbing is just so... You could tell it's two people in front of a microphone doing the dubbing. One male male and one female, especially since some of the female voices is a guy doing it at a high-pitched voice. Or having, or having the, or having the pitch brought up <laughs> through audacity like his, or something. Um, I'm pretty sure his stepmom is voiced by a man. But yeah, I can't, I can't tell you that for sure. But and, I'm pretty, and, I don't know if they can tell you that for sure. And but his I'm sister, pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure his sister was voiced by a man also because that was a very high pitched voice for that. Was girl. his sister the? Was his wait? Was his sister the one that was just like incredibly racist? No, his, his sister was the one who was into S&M and dressed up in leather. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Like, like looked like could be a reject from Liquid Sky. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. She rode on the Metro. Yes. She was a big fan of craft work. Yes. This is so kinky. This is so kinky. Can't. It's just what are you, it's, this movie made so many choices, so many choices, and none of them were good. Um, the sister showing off her S and M outfit for her brother. Yeah. This movie was the horror equivalent of the movie Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing was just. Um... Wow, I mean, well, the character you were referring to, who was the one that we really wanted to see die in this film, um, I don't know exactly who she is in relation to the family that we saw here. No, I have no idea who they are or why they were together. All we know is that she is very down on Hugo, her husband, um, and um, she's wearing a designer dress, which honestly looked like something that you would buy at Kmart. And had that fruit hat, and she and and she went to oh where where did she go New I, York I just, no no the, the the country Majorca 
but not poor people's Mallorca. She yes. went to rich, she went to the exclusive part of Mallorca. Yes. She made sure. Yeah. God, I hated her so much, but I hated everybody in this movie so much. So that doesn't, so we follow who was the main character. What that was that? I think that was Hugo. That was Christian, right? Yeah. No. The, well, the guy, the guy who got his penis injured. Uh, yeah. He was, he, <laughs> there's yeah, a way to describe guy. a character. The one who got his penis injured. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was that's just, one way to put it. Right. And the, and the penis injury scene alone, I mean, that was one hell of a crunch sound effect. Well, like I said, like I told you, I'm pretty sure they got a member of the power team to rip a phone book in half for the Foley work on that. <laughs> And then when he's having the surgery, the surgeon has got him in the stirrups like he's about to give birth. And, and he's relaying all of these awful stories about testicles hanging out and like, <laughs> what was this movie? What was this movie? Oh, it was just, Primitos was all over the place. And then he, he But that's, wait, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I think the movie was. And you can tell me if you think I'm right. Okay. Okay. So Christian's our main character. Christian, uh, there is there was a, um, a fallen angel prior to Lucifer's falling by the name of Permutos. Uh-huh. Permutos was the Lord of the Dead. Uh, he he he's immortal or can grant immortality, but also like creates zombies, a, a, an army of the dead wherever he goes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's the backstory. Now, Christian, every generation, there is somebody born that is supposed to pave the way for the return of Permutos. And they and Christian is the chosen guy to do that this generation. Yes. Okay, so every time that Christian, something bad happens to Christian, he has a flashback. He has a flashback to the crucifixion of Christ, which was a hilarious, like a Mel Brooks level. Scene. Oh my God! The way that they did the crucifix of Christ, it was just like <laughs> it was like they filmed it in a dry part of the Los Angeles River and, and just phoned it in. Oh yeah, like the guy that was the guy that was getting crucified next to him was like cracking wise the whole time. <laughs> it was just like what? Um, World War Two, um, World War One. Um, the Crusades, you keep flashing back to these scenes where uh, Permutos was, you know, was supposed to manifest on Earth um, and never had. And you get these, you, you get the, the last one, I guess the most recent one. I know, I guess World War II would have been more recent. Yeah, that, was, that's where we had the swastika of blood. Yes. You had this guy trying to murder a bunch of people in his basement or had murdered a bunch of people in his basement, trying to figure out how you know, the, the resurrection magic works and buries this Permutos book, which looks an awful lot like the Necronomicon. Yes, it does. Uh, along with some potions um, in his backyard. <laughs> and then um, poor uh, Walter. Oh, can we spend about an hour and a half talking about Walter <laughs> stepdad who for some reason continues to yell about uh, Christian being a good soldier. Yeah. Before we get to that, we have to mention the, uh, the corpse of the cross-eyed person that uh, somebody recognized as his father. And 
I mean, first of all, this is. <laughs> I laughed hard when we saw this corpse because when you flash to the corpse, the way the cross eyes are, you're just expecting to him to come out of his mouth. Hey, how are you doing? And, <laughs> and the guy looks at him and goes, oh, that's my father. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and the only way he's able to recognize him because he's so charred to a crisp is the fact that even though he's a fully charred body, there was no damage to the eyes. And they were still cross-eyed. Right. It's a weird movie. I did not care for it. It hurt me to watch this thing all the way through. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was bothersome. It wasn't bothersome. I'm not a big super gore guy. I've watched a lot of gore movies. But I'm not a super big gore guy. The gore didn't bother me. It was the fact that the movie made no sense. It was, the, so he the, gets, the gore was on a porn level in this movie, too. It really was. It, oh, was, it was so over the top. It's, yeah. it, it, it was like a, a, um, a, a day trip to Hershey's Syrup Factory <laughs> in that movie. Just, just covered in it. And I, um, there was a... The scene where he gets his, the scene where he gets his dick kicked off. Oh, mommy, it hurts! Oh, mommy, it hurts! Oh, and then he pours the potion on his dick. Well, his, his yeah, the the magic potion gets knocked on his dick, and he starts yelling about how bad it burns. And then he gets pinheaded. Then he gets hellraisered. But don't forget about when they threw the bottle out the window, and the homeless guy thought it was booze and drank it and blew up. Yes. <laughs> no, I will tell you during this time period because I guess it's Walter's birthday. Yes, because because so that's where he not only gets there. Yeah, because that's that's not only where he gets the grenade lighter, but that's where he also gets the Conan sword for his. No, I was going to say that's my favorite line in the entire movie. He opens this thing up and he goes, "Oh, a new Conan sword!" And I'm like, first of all, foreshadowing. <laughs> Second of all, really. <laughs> Really, I, I, yeah, I, without, oh, and I was telling you that the entire opening, the ADR, there is like a half hour of ADR yeah. where, you know, the voiceover is trying to explain this movie to you and the movie is nonsensical and it's just trying so hard. Like they know that this movie makes no sense. They're like, well, we'll just put a half hour of ADR at the top of it. And my favorite part about the ADR is they put at the top, I wrote you this, that it was like, it was like uh, Robert Stack. It, it sounded like Robert Stack and Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. And totally it's the same thing. It could have been an episode of Unsolved Mysteries because they kept, they kept cutting back and like, like bad reenactment flashbacks and then cutting forward. And I'm like, this is just Unsolved Mysteries. That's <laughs> Oh, and I also love that you know the the sound of the um, when they're when they're going into where the the den of Premutos is happening when they're when they're charging it, and you're hearing the sounds of the crowd raiding. All you hear is just the same person saying, "He's crazy. Let's kill him. He's crazy. Yes. Let's kill him." <laughs> over and over again. Oh, he's a bastard. Let's kill him. I'm like, ooh, new word. <laughs> oh god i forgot about that i forgot about that he also 
Christian, before he gets kicked in his dick, <laughs> yells at some woman on the sidelines of his soccer game. Just apropos of nothing, he yells, suck my dick, you bitch. Yes, <laughs> for no reason. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? There was what? a lot of hostility in this movie. There really was. <laughs> yeah, but Walter was like... A really interesting character because he kept yelling at them that he needed to be a good soldier and a good soul. What did he say? A good soldier needs his penis. That was one of the lines in this film. Yes, a good soldier needs his penis. Yes, I think that's it, my favorite it, line in the movie. It's a good it, soldier needs his penis. In a movie you made me watch, Roy, the line exists a good soldier needs his penis. <laughs> And what gets me also is with Walter is, is it's obvious that the wife is so annoyed at Walter and he's the stepfather. So it makes me go, what did she see in Walter to marry him? Because he, he, he looks like somebody tried to clone Ron Jeremy and failed. Right. He looks like, he looks like if somebody took um, Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force yes. and Ron Jeremy... And spliced them together to yes. kind of make one man. It's exactly what he looked like. And it just didn't work. Um, good night. But, so what happens is he gets the... So he's the vessel that brings Permutos into this world. He gets his magic potion put on his hurt dick. And keep in mind, while, he's, while all this hurt dick stuff is going on in one room, the birthday party for Walter is happening in another The horribly racist birthday party is happening in another yes. room. Just. Is, the, is that and, what you do with your African woman that you take back to your hut? And and he's in that and and the black guy in the movie and I say the black guy in the movie because there's he's only literally one. the only one in the film. He is the token black guy. Literally, it's so drunk that he like throws up all over the place. Hey, and give me weird. another beer. And he's supposed to be Jamaican or something. I don't know. But the guy doing the voiceover work is like, hey, give me another beer. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> I don't understand this movie at all. So you need to explain the ending of this film to me. <laughs> well, let's see. What happens is is that after after um, Christian gets... When you say pinhead, you're not kidding. Because, yeah, he gets wrapped up in barbs and for some reason lead pipes come out of his body. Yeah. And barbed wire comes out and wraps around his head, and then lead pipes come out and pierce him all all over, including through his mouth and out his mouth. Yeah, and he breaks them all off, and then he becomes Premutos, or at least the vessel that's going to become Premutos. The zombies then invade a bar um, and invade this <laughs> the cemetery man moment where she where he invades. Uh, the the zombies invade this next door neighbor, who's apparently cleaning up for a party uh, for another party that happens that we don't even know about. It's just something at random. Probably a better party. Well, the party the, the the leftovers for the party were strategically placed for her to use as weapons against the horde of zombies because she totally Ash Williams their asses, 
and then she meets the pre-Muto's vessel and just dies. And I'm like, she, oh, yeah. she just kicked the ass of an army of like two dozen or so <laughs> zombies, and then she just dies. <laughs> um, and then the zombies invade this racist party, and suddenly Walter's like, that does it, and they... they <laughs> They break out the arsenal of weapons, which includes a fucking Sherman tank. <laughs> and if, because, of course, he would own a Sherman tank. And, because everybody's got to be a soldier. Yes. And, I, and, and then, you know, the, 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 the war, you know, breaks out and everything. And I love the fact that uh, the bitch girl, when she gets... Uh, attacked and eaten and ripped apart by the zombies. Her husband Hugo's like, "Yay, uh, <laughs> God, yeah, I felt, I'm I felt free!" Bad for Hugo, this entire movie, because like he even goes into like, at one point in my life, I was happy, and now I'm married to her, and I'm not happy. <laughs> oh, we got to also talk about the. I mean, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that randomly happen that makes no sense. It was very Tammy yeah. was so, but the the random drunk driver scene that happened out of nowhere. Where it was this guy who I guess was a priest, I don't know, drunk, had a drunk driving accident and crashed into a guy in the car and he ran off as a hit and run. And, oh yes, and then um, the priest who was masturbating to lesbian porn, uh, who got killed by the zombie horde, also delivered another one of my favorite lines in this movie, was, in the name of God, you're going to hell. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the thing was that that was all happening so fast. Yeah, that like I didn't even catch some of it. Yeah, he said that line, and I I caught that line because you had told me about to watch for that line, so I caught that line. But like, there was so much weird stuff that made no sense oh, literally yeah. with the film happening that I didn't catch it all. Like. That's what I was telling you. I wanted to go back and watch some, but I didn't get the chance to, but I wanted to because I was like, I have to miss something to make this all make sense. Well, I mean, the dream, to... the, the dream sequences and the flashbacks and everything, they just abruptly end. There's And, and there's no rhyme or reason to them whatsoever. They just suddenly end. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, that one nightmare that uh, Christian has, where um, the girl bites him on the neck like a vampire. Oh, the the um, the very very awkward sex scene. Yes. Um, and the total eclipse of the heart music video. Yes, pretty much. Yes. Um, I I loved that um, at the uh, at the end of it all that. Um, <laughs> You know, she comes, you know, as she's coming flying forward and she's like, come to me. You're hearing all the homeless people on the side like, yeah, go do her pussy. God, go do. <laughs> you actually hear them say, go do her pussy. This is just English words. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm like, go do her pussy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, everybody slowly starts dying off except for, uh, uh, except for Hugo and Tanya, um, who are our survivors. And after they have officially defeated, um, Primutos, who managed to resurrect just briefly to turn into a, um, sinewy Russell brand, 
basically. <laughs> um, they throw a grenade at <laughs> They th- he did. He looked like a sinewy muscle Brad. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> they threw a grenade at him and he blew up. And, and right when he blows up, Tanya goes, Hugo, I want to marry you. And I'm like, wow, this is quick. And just when he says, okay, let's get married, here comes the drunk driver again and runs over them and kills them. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, what? Why? I don't understand. Like, I swear I thought I missed something. No, that just happens out of nowhere. And I'm like, really? That's how we're ending our film. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Hooray for Germany. Um, uh, I guess. I guess. Why? Why? So you, so you don't recommend this movie? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Like, I don't. I don't recommend No, you know what? I don't recommend it. Yeah. I don't recommend it. There are much better gore, you know, like like horror porn movies to watch if you want to watch that stuff. Um, you know, anything by Peter Jackson, um, <laughs> Cemetery Man, Dead Alive, you know, in, any of those films are, are, are far vastly superior. I will say this. If you're a fan for just weird ass movies that make no sense just for the sake of, you know, watching them and laughing, give it a shot. Why not? <laughs> you, you know, that's there have been a lot of movies that I've watched because of that. And and I, I think we're better off for it, but I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't tell you. <laughs> To watch, I can't in good conscience tell you to experience what we experienced with this piece of shit. So, so where where would you rank this on the levels between the terror of Tiny Town and riding the bus with my sister? Or is this in its own, or is this in its own new category? Uh, no, no. It it was. Um, I'm going to put it above Tiny Town. Okay. In between Tiny Town and, and um, Riding the Bus with My Sister. So Riding the Bus with My Sister is still the the litmus test for us here of completely unredeemable movie. It, it, it starts the litmus test. Terror of Tiny Town <laughs> is the worst thing that we've watched, in my opinion. <laughs> Period. All right. Period. So. And then this movie, and then that. And then that kangaroo bullshit. Yeah. And then, Dot the kangaroo. And then I'll have to figure out the rest of it. But that, that's definitely... I need to do that. I need to make a list. I need to go back and, and I need you to send me because I blocked so many from my memory now. We've done 16 of these? 17? Is this, it 17? This is our 17th movie. I mean, I already know which one is your favorite. It's Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Followed by... Uh, follow, you know, there's there's a five, I've got like five favorites. It's Kiss, it's Hanging Rock, um, it's uh, Evil Speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want a movie like this that's not this movie, watch Evil Speak. Where does the ropiness of the kindred land on your list? You know, it's in the middle. It's in the middle. Just so ropey. Just so <laughs> viscous, that movie. Somewhere in the middle, and I'll, I'll, we'll come up with a list, you and I. You know, we'll, 
we'll, we'll get all of those movies together. We'll we'll post a list to uh, to um, to like Facebook or uh, Instagram of of our of, of, of where these fall in the in our categories. Well, are you ready for our our next film? Oh God! I think, yeah, I, I, I think our next film will actually be a sorbet after this thing because it's. Uh, uh, be. <laughs> well, what I mean, it's, be? It, it's it's not a horror film. Um, it's a science fiction film, though. Okay. Um, and it's from Disney. So you you don't think I've seen whatever you're about to say? Oh, I think you have seen what we're about ready to see. Um, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you have at one point in your life. Uh, but yeah, we're tackling Disney for the first time. When I mentioned to a couple of people that we were tackling Disney for the first time, it's so funny because everybody, everybody I said that to immediately said Black Cauldron, and I'm like, no, we're not doing the Black Cauldron. No, oh, um, and they can they can all kiss my ass. Black <laughs> Cauldron is a fantastic movie, and if if what you're about to say isn't isn't a uh, race from which mountain, I'm going to punch you right in your dick. <laughs> that movie gave me nightmares. It's not it's not race from risk to which mountain. No, it's not that. This this movie is uh, much older than Race to Witch Mountain. Okay, I think I know what it is, but you have to you tell me. We're doing the black hole. Yes, that's why I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, the reason why we're doing it is because it actually has just been released on Blu-ray for the first time. It's a um, great movie. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's been thirty-five years since I've seen it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's the the Blu-ray is only available exclusively through the Disney Movie Club, but I I chose it because of that too because it has been years since I've seen the Black Hole, um, and three it's also one of the most notorious Star Wars ripoffs ever made, uh, so I decided for number uh, film number eighteen let's do Disney does Star Wars before they bought Star Wars and started actually doing Star <laughs> Wars. Um, so yeah, we're doing the black hole. Um, and for, for those who've never seen the black hole, it, I, it is available to rent, um, online. And, um, it's, if memory served me right the last time I saw it, which was, I think back in college, um, it went from being a film. I remember having a lot of fun with just because of what it was as a kid to a film. I had a lot of fun with just because of how <laughs> cheesy it was. Oh um, yeah. So, so we may have another robot jocks on our hands here with the black hole. Um, of of the animated movies, that, you know, of of my childhood, I remember black hole being very, you know, very fondly remember black hole because I was a sci, you know, I was a sci fi kid. You know, I come from a sci fi family. This was like one of the first, you know, one of the very, very, very first sci fi things that I. It was presented to me because it was safe, mm-hmm. you know, not that, not that, you know, my dad cared very much, you know, here's the fog and the thing when you're like eight years old, but, <laughs> you know, moreover, just because, you know, it was safe and you could watch it at like six or whatever. So I'm curious to see how I feel about this now. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, it's also and uh, it's also Disney's first PG rated movie as well. So got really? that, yeah, got that going for it. Um, this is this is when Disney in the seventies was trying to be ballsy. Basically, um, I almost was going to choose Watcher in the Woods to be honest with you, 
uh, for our next yeah. film. But I figured Black Hole would probably be a more fun one to visit because I, it, it is it is a notorious flop for Disney. I, they, they spent a lot of money on this film and it flopped. It does have a cult following, and again, like you said, I mean, I haven't seen this film in years, and I felt, when I saw that it was released on Blu-ray, I was like, you know what, I think this would be a fun one to revisit and see, just like with RoboJocks, to see if it's still on that level of cheesiness that makes it fun. So, what's after this one? Because aren't we doing, or are we doing um, the the same director from... Uh, Wow, God, yeah, our, now I can't even think. Our 19th episode is actually going to be a crossover episode with yes, yes with the the spooky bitches of Lubbock. Yes. Um, yes. I'll keep I'll keep the title of the film secret. Mm. Mm, I'm so hard for it. Yeah. Give it to me now. We can't mm. wait. Let's let's just say we can't wait to watch the movie for episode 19. And and Andy, you're not ready for our 20th movie. You're absolutely not ready for our 20th movie. It's not science fiction. It's not horror. It's not a drama. It, it it's undescribable. All right, I'm in. <laughs> All right. Again, you can find us online at on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at These Films Exist. Uh, tune in next time as we relook at Walt Disney's The Black Hole. And until then, talk to you later.